AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Walker Yarrow, Assistant Editor of Aviation Pros, and in this episode, we're taking a look at Canadian-based company Fox Flight Air Ambulance, specializing in international medical repatriation. I speak with owner David Fox and Director of Maintenance Nick Frazier to learn about their company, their aircraft, and what goes into keeping these emergency vehicles running. Could start by just tell me uh, a little bit about yourselves and uh, Fox Flight's history. If you go to our website, we've got a, actually a full history on there. But um, I'm a, my background is I'm a registered nurse who started the company up uh, 23 years ago. I bought uh, nine jets over the course of the years. I switched from uh, I had a Citation at first, and went then to Lear's, got rid of it. Went to Lear 30 Series, ran Lear 30 Series up until a year and a half ago. And we decided that 40-year-old Lears were uh, a bit problematic, so we moved to um, a newer aircraft. And we actually bought uh, aircraft that had about 3,000 hours on them each that uh, were personally owned by people. And we went to Lear 40 XRs. And then uh, did all the avionics and upgrades needed to do uh, anything internationally with them. In a nutshell, we fly patients around the world, generally a lot of Europe to North America, North America to Europe, and then in the winter time, uh, Florida, Caribbean, Mexico, top of South America. Started with the company, um, actually was a, an apprentice. I had some experience in the industry though um, with avionics and um, structures, a bit of maintenance. Um, started with them in 2012, uh, kind of worked my way up and now I'm running the maintenance as the director of maintenance at PRM. And we do all sorts of, basically we do everything from you know, minor service checks, uh, routine maintenance to the heavy checks, um, you know, C, D checks. Um, there's three of us um, full-time on board, and we contract maintenance as required, obviously, for the bigger inspections. Currently, we're, we're doing a, a gear check on, on one of them, so we've got the gear out of the, the one airplane. So basically, yeah, we do, we do everything. And I think you might have just answered my next question there, but are the Lear jets um, everything that makes up your fleet? Yes. Currently, we have three Lear 40XRs. So then what is kind of the difference between an air ambulance and its non-emergency counterpart? We're 100% um, air ambulance uh, equipped. We don't switch them back and forth to uh, corporate to, to medevac, so we're, we're always um, equipped for medevac. Um, four, four seats in there? Yeah, there's four seats and a stretcher. 
each aircraft and a, and a lab. I mean, it's the acuity. So we do our transfers based on hospital bed to hospital bed. Uh, we use nurses, uh, physicians, respiratory therapists. Some, some services use paramedics. We don't because of the, we do transfers internationally. And it's all about recognition of uh, qualifications in international transfers of patients. So do these aircrafts come already configured to be ambulances, or do you need to retrofit them to meet your needs? So they come as corporate aircraft, and we then strip them out. Um, the cabinets in the aircraft are actually designed and custom-made by us, and then we did the SDCs on them. So there's only three aircraft in the world that have that cabinetry and that uh, setup. And then we purchased LifePort stretcher systems and the stretchers we installed. The answer is they come as corporate aircraft and we convert them to, to air ambulances. And how long of a process is that? Uh, the actual uh, modifying of the airplane was, was not that long. It was more of uh, the build, the R&D for the cabinets, and uh, certification really. Um, was the thing that took the longest. But as far as uh, physical work, it's, uh, it wasn't that long. Yeah, the cabinets probably took us uh, from, con we conceived them, measured them, figured them out. By the time they were built, it was probably and certified. It was probably you know, the April, so four, five months. We received our first 40 in November, our second 40 in the mid-November, we are flying the first aircraft to the beginning of May. So then um, when it comes to the maintenance side of things, what are some of the key pairs you're doing or kind of the preventive maintenance you're doing on these? Well, it's just routine maintenance um, for the most part. I mean, the biggest difference between these and the 35s, um, it's just reliability for the most part. Um, not as many parts that, uh, that are breaking, um, so less breakdowns. Um, like I said, right now we're, we've got the, the gear off, um, so we're doing a check on that. Um, so really not much other than uh, routine uh, maintenance. And then with these, um, the custom kind of retrofits you've done to make this an emergency vehicle, any kind of specific special maintenance uh, on that side of things? Other than the, the life port, which has scheduled inspections, um, you know, for changing the oxygen bottle and just checking the general components, um, other than that, the, the cabinets that we've built, there's no scheduled maintenance on those. It's just, um, you know, if there's a part breaks, then we got to change it. But there's no scheduled maintenance for that one. They're made, they're made out of honeycomb aluminum. Yeah. And, yeah, they're... they're a lot lighter than the uh, than the original cabinet, so that kind of made it difficult to uh, you know to for weight and balance purposes. It made it a little bit difficult. So yeah, we we chose just just so and we chose the Lear 40 over a Lear 45. One because by doing the so one of the things we did to these aircraft is we did the fuel modification on it. So we upped the, 
we upped the amount of fuel the aircraft could take, so I think it's 380 something gallons extra. Yeah, in pounds, but um, yeah, yeah, it goes from uh, 5,200 pounds roughly to uh, just Six. over 6,000. Yeah. So we we changed we did that, removed two seats, pulled the cabinets, put lighter cabinets in, and put the stretcher in. And at the end of the day, we're probably about a thousand pounds lighter than a than a Lear 45. And being lighter, it gives us range. So that's why we picked this platform. So then, how often are you um, doing maintenance? Uh, we're into them fairly often, but uh, you know, every like scheduled maintenance is every 600 hours um, or two years, or every or there's annual checks as well, but. You know, there's engine inspections and, and stuff like that that come up all the time. So, we're, I mean, we're into it, uh, you know, seems like something every week. Nothing major, but mm -hmm. always into the airplanes. We like to keep proactive. Um, even if there isn't anything scheduled, we like to, you know, make sure our, our airplanes are, are, you know, fit and safe to fly. The biggest challenge for us really is when we're busy, I mean, COVID is obviously like everyone else slowed everyone down. It is uh, finding the happy balance of uh, getting the maintenance done and doing a lot of the proactive stuff is, is always any challenge for any operation. We're lucky because we're, we have three aircraft. We only fly two and we have a third as a spare. And by doing that, we allow ourselves the opportunity to be able to do the maintenance um, you know, so that we have this spare aircraft. So we don't have the push that a lot of operators might have. Yeah, just with that third airplane, it kind of relieves maintenance a little bit because it's not the, the urgency. Because a lot of the time we, we are flying two airplanes, so having that third one definitely relieves maintenance uh, in a way. We're uh, about 2,400 hours a year we fly in a normal year. Three, about 350 patients a year movement. Yeah, I guess yeah, this year is off to a, a good start and yeah. a speed bump. But uh, yeah, I mean, this year will be about uh, somewhere around 180, 190 patients and probably about uh, 1,500 hours. Which is why the, the third airplane came in handy. I and mean, we were really busy. Um, yeah, we were always in the you know, routine scheduled maintenance, which is pretty much why we, you know, had the third airplane. Most of the stuff, I mean, for maintenance, most of the stuff was just one or two days. Yeah. Um, but, you know, within that one or two days, we could have a, a trip. So, I mean, it, we always pushed to have two airplanes up and running because um, a lot of the times two airplanes would be out. So sometimes uh, when the airplanes break, it's hard to get there commercially, so it would just be more, uh, it would be faster just to get us there with, with one of our, 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 with our third airplane. That way we can throw all our tools on there, parts if need be, um, it's just just faster that way. So yeah, we use that, that as a, uh, you know, as a... Tow truck. Tow truck, really, yeah. <laughs> you know, bring maintenance on that airplane with us and... Yeah, that's what, we, yeah, we do that a lot of the time. It didn't happen very often, but yeah, it was definitely handy having that, uh, that tow truck sitting there. Some, I mean, the Azores, I mean, especially now, but 
you know, on a on a regular year, it's 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 hard to get in there. There's not many flights going into places if we break down. So definitely handy to have. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. To learn more about the intricate world of air ambulances, check out the November-December issue of AMT Magazine. I'm Walker Yarrow, and thanks again for tuning in.